hello and welcome. This is the Porter Tonecast, episode number 23. My name is Derek, and usually I'm here with Brian, our owner from Porter Pickups and Porter Guitars, but he has decided to run off somewhere. I don't know where. So we have actually uh, got two guests on with us today from the company. It's uh, Brandon and Ben, two of our guitar builders here, and we're going to talk a little more about the Porter guitar and the build process, all sorts of stuff from that. So Brandon, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing good. It's still a little early, I feel like, but it's nine, so I don't know why I feel that way. I'm still working on my first cup of coffee, so it's pretty early. You're not really a morning person, though, right? Yeah, I can tell. It's fine. (laughs) So, Brandon, what do you do here for Porter Guitars? Well, um, I do a lot of the main assembly on the pickups after you hand them over to me from the winder. Um, Do a lot of... uh, the guitar stuff pretty much in the production line. So uh, the sanding, final assembly, fret work, um, just kind of overseeing the large majority of the production for the guitars currently. So Perfect. And I'm also joined by Ben. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good, Ben. Are you doing okay? Yep, same here. You're probably more of a morning person than either of us, I'm assuming. Sounds like so. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, Ben, what do you do for Porter Guitars? Well, I'm working on um, on the machining work for the... The CNC machining of the bodies, the necks, the fretboards, and the pickguards. So I I do my thing, and in rough form, I deliver them over to there Brandon, and he makes them beautiful. And you've also had a pretty decent hand in the design process as well, right? In the prototyping phase. Yeah, that's right. I thought that was going to be my main involvement, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I've been working with uh, with Brian since the beginning and taking the initial design concepts and. Uh, Turning those into CAD files and uh, and machining parts during development too. Awesome. Well, if any of you are new to uh, the podcast or new to Porter pickups or guitars in general, we would love for you to head over to our Facebook um, Porter pickups, Porter guitars. You can search it. There's also the Porter pickups tone community group, which is a great place to uh, just kind of have discussions that kind of stuff on Facebook, Twitter, same thing. Porter guitars, Porter uh, Porter pickups. And Instagram as well. And then our websites, we've got porterpickups.com. Obviously, you can go and check out a lot of models we got going on there. And then porterguitars.com, which is brand new to us in the last few weeks. Um, you can head there and check out more about the guitar. There's also a virtual builder on the site that's been quite a bit of fun. It's just up and operational in the last like week or so. So we've been messing around with that a lot here in the shop, and it's a good deal of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so... Without any more ado, let's head over. Let's talk a little bit. We're going to just, I think, kind of um, talk about you guys a little bit, a little bit of personal story, and then also talk kind of the build process of the guitars. So let's start out. um, Brandon, maybe, let's start with you on this one. You know, this is a question we ask all of our interviewees, um, but what kind of got you interested in guitar? What was your first sort of guitar experience? I don't think there was any definitive moment that I could put my finger on. Um, I was the type of, I was the typical tinker when I was younger, ripping apart all my toys. Um, later in life, just kind of got into music and uh, just how those sounds were being made. And I knew nothing when I think when I bought my first little Squire bullet pack. Um, but uh, I, 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 throughout high school, I just obsessed and I just had this infatuation with guitars. And as I kind of got older, graduated, uh, got into the workforce and was bored by most of the job opportunities, I 
kind of always was kicking around having a music store, music shop or something like that. And, uh, through a random conversation with a friend one night, I actually kind of just had the epiphany, um, for guitar repairs or something along that line, becoming a luthier. And, uh, Shortly after, I was uh, on my way to Hollywood, actually, to Musicians Institute, uh, the Guitar Craft Academy over there, where I spent six or seven months um, building and learning how to repair guitars and graduated there. Um, shortly thereafter, I worked for a few companies, which didn't go great, but it was a great experience for the most part and ended up in Boise here, and here I am. Sweetness. That's awesome. Well, Ben, what about you on your side of things? What was kind of your first guitar moment? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had kind of a a very different story than Brandon's. Uh, Our family, when I was six years old, moved to Spain for a couple of years. And my my dad figured, well, if you're in Spain, you ought to learn to play guitar right away. So (laughs) before we even moved into our apartment, he had a guitar teacher come out to our to our hotel, <laughs> start teaching his guitar. So I started very young, and then, uh, and then I, I kept it up um, over, over the years, but it never became a primary thing. But also I thought the greatest thing ever would be the experience of playing a guitar that I had made or some instrument that I'd made. And I had that in mind for a long time, but I very responsibly went through college and everything, and then, and then started working for HP, Hewlett Packard here in Boise, uh, for most of my career. And did uh, did some uh, got connected up with someone who uh, built musical instruments, a self-taught guy, and we built lutes together. And so that was kind of the start of my musical instrument building. And and up until the last year, everything had been acoustic instruments that I worked on. Um, and uh, so so that's how I got into it. And it for sure it was a magical moment when I did uh, string up my first instrument and and noticed that wow, it actually <laughs> sounds pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. It's cool to kind of see, you know, there's no wrong way of getting into this sort of like idea. It's something that's kind of, I think, a general theme in a lot of our interviews that we do is just hearing people's backgrounds. And some of them are, oh, man, I knew. And I went and I studied all of this stuff so I could figure it out. And other guys are like, you know, I just kind of stumbled into it. Like, (laughs) and then everything in between. And it's kind of cool to see even on our team, like different areas of expertise coming together, different backgrounds coming together, you know. I think Brian obviously has his own kind of background into it as well that feeds what he does on his side of things. So it's right. cool to see for sure. So I think I, I think honestly um, we kind of covered what kind of got you guys into building instruments first. It seemed to be a pretty uh, closely tied thing to actually getting into guitar itself to begin with. So that's pretty awesome. But uh how did you guys come to know of Brian or Porter Pickups or anything like that? And how did you kind of get that connection and then start working? Ben, let's maybe start with you. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of a funny story because we were introduced by a mutual friend who knew that I was working on musical instruments, stringed instruments, and he thought, uh, well, Brian does pickups, and uh, so you guys ought to get together. You ought to use his pickups in your instruments. Well, he didn't know, and I didn't know much at the time, that the, that the pickups weren't even compatible between the two. <laughs> so we met by, we totally met by accident, as it turns out. But then, as we talked, uh, Brian realized that I did, I had CNC machining capability, and so I helped him out with a few uh, fixtures and things he needed for in the shop. And then, as he got closer to uh, starting the electric guitar development, I said, "Boy, that sounds something." really interesting to me. If you'd like, I could help you with some of the early prototyping. So that's how we got launched. 
That's awesome. Brandon, how's how's your... So I was living in Boise for a year and a half. Um, a couple of the previous... Well, one of the previous guitar companies that I worked for, I know, was trying to line something up with Brian. And I might have actually met Brian at NAMM. We, we've, we've both talked about this, and we can't remember. I was walking Who around... Who could possibly know? Just zombied <laughs> around NAMM one year. And we, we had worked quite a bit uh, leading up to that point, and I was just exhausted. And I, I, I swore that I went over there to say hello to him, but I cannot remember his face. Anyways, I was sitting, it's a real kind of boring story, but uh, <laughs> I was sitting there on Instagram one day and I knew his name and everything. And I, I followed him on Instagram and stuff and, and I knew he made great stuff. And uh, he was holding up the, the coffee mug and it said Boise, Idaho. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> I did not think, it, I, I was still kind of plugging in over here. Didn't know much about the community as far as this sort of thing here. And I uh, emailed him immediately and uh, then we got together and started talking, and then here I am. That's awesome. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, it's definitely something that uh, I talk to a lot of people, and nobody really oh, knew un- that we were from Boise. He flies under the radar here. <laughs> he does, he does. <laughs> and, I mean, it's it's not, Boise's not a particularly musical culture. I mean, it's got music, but it's not like, you know, a Nashville or an L.A. or something like that. So I think that... You know, it's always funny because a lot of people assume with how well we do online and that kind of stuff, oh, man, you guys must have just like a huge presence in Boise. And it's so funny because, you know, it's totally the opposite. Right. Like nobody knows. <laughs> Even musicians here are like, oh, Porter Pickups, that's that's kind of cool, whatever, you know. And right. then we see people elsewhere who are like such huge fans of the product and that kind of stuff. But on a weird side note, I'm very excited to go to NAM with you guys because <laughs> both you and Brian are – such extreme introverts <laughs> and i just can't imagine i am excited to a see brian function in nam because i know that he kind of dreads it a little bit in that like introverted sense but i think it's going to be great because i really feel like i'm going to be a pretty hypey guy and you guys are just going to hate we're, me by the end of the we're trip we're going to be just wanting to kill you yeah i'm sure but that's okay you know <laughs> well it's, you saw me after the open house just for a few hours of interacting it's very true <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good one it's so loud it's great though i mean you just kind of keep going i don't like yeah. I don't know, after a while i don't know how much you take in but you kind of <laughs> just keep going anyway just goes right over your head <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, let's uh, move into kind of Porter Guitars and the design process. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I'm really excited to kind of talk through with you guys the design process. I'm also excited to kind of let people know how it how it happened and how it's continuing to happen because it's, uh, it's been a really great thing to do. And one of the biggest questions that we get so far since we're just starting out is like, oh, hey who builds your necks or oh, who, who builds your bodies or whatever. And, and it's kind of awesome to be able to say, Hey, we actually have a team here in Boise. It's made local, you know, and, and it's a great product. We're, we're really excited about the quality that, I mean, you know, in a huge deal, you guys have been a part of producing. So let's start with kind of the design and prototype phase. Um, I know I, so I came on staff, I've been working here for two and a half years, but really, really part-time and just came on recently in a more full-time capacity. So I really wasn't around for as much of the prototyping Mm -hmm. phase. But um, how did, and and either of you guys can kind of answer this because I don't know who is here to be a part of it first. (laughs) I'll start it off. (laughs) But how did it kind of come up originally? So uh, from what I understand, Porter had been kicking around for 
a, a good while. I mean, I mean, yeah. that was kind of where originally, I think you guys went into this before, but originally he was planning on directing this ship, but, um, <coughs> somehow landed on the pickup thing, but his passion was really in the guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came on and talking about, uh, my past experience and just my skill set, uh, I, I definitely saw the wheels turning right, right in early conversation with him. Um, which I think he started to realize it was kind of time to start moving that direction a little bit and just dynamics, I think with the pickup company and things are going great. And, and then things he kind of wants to evolve even there. So, and this yeah. just gives him a new platform for all that. Um, and then I think Ben can pick it up from here. Cause I, I know it started kind of getting lined up with that and they started talking, um, which really started moving this thing off. Yeah. So my, um, when I got involved, there was already work happening in terms of the of the body shape. There was quite a bit of um, effort there, obviously, and the the headstock shape is distinctive and important too. So that work was was already happening when I joined. And so at the point I came on, it was trying to figure out how to actually implement those things. So um, so I enjoyed um, being part of that process, and and I think my my background at, at uh, HP and product development was also helpful in terms of of, um, of helping with the CAD design and and getting that into uh, into a form that could be could be machined. So, Absolutely. so we started some uh, some prototyping early on to see how these concepts felt, and that's that's when it gets really fun to um, to put together the initial prototype, and that one was actually pretty fun too because the. Uh, we we decided that rather than investing a lot of money in, in in materials for the very first one, we just use really common and I'm talking about two by eights from Home, Home Depot kind of thing. So we built up this thing and uh, nicknamed it the Franken guitar because it was kind of a mixture of this and that. But we decided that with that first prototype, it would be good to uh, to at least see if the intonation was right and and didn't expect much beyond that. But we thought, well, we've gotten this far. Let's go ahead and put strings on it and see how it sounds. And lo and behold, it sounded pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty great. I know, you know, coming back to design for just a little bit, I know I wanted to mention um, Zach as well, Zach Galen, who has been on the team for a really long time. And he was a big part, I think, in the body design and that kind of stuff. He and Brian, I know, went kind of back and forth, and he helped with that side of it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's cool to see the first one kind of come to life. I know you guys, you had to cap it, didn't you, because the 2 by 8s weren't quite thick enough to begin with? That's right. So we had to attach that to some quarter-inch plywood. So that's where it got oh, looking pretty dicey. It's so great. Well, yeah, it's really funny because Zach and Ben really brought this thing to fruition and into the 21st century because other before that, it was me and Brian drawing on a piece of MDF in the <laughs> shop and <laughs> yeah. seeing where Thank it was for people to understand computers, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, I know we still have the prototype, the very, very first one, that pine, you know, pine castery mm-hmm. Frankenstein hanging up on the wall. And and it was true. It was, it was amazing because we kind of got it strung up. We threw a set of pickups in it and we kind of said, okay, I mean, it is what it is, but man, if something's going to end up better than this, this is already a pretty great place to start, you right. know? And that was a very, I think that was a very encouraging part of this whole process was definitely getting that first one just kind of, you know, as rough as it is and everything, getting it up and running. So that's awesome. So we've talked a little bit about, Ben, you're kind of um, our CNC master as it was, mm-hmm. or as it, I don't know, as it were, as it was, whatever mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> um, maybe talk a little bit to the process of translating the design 
to actual CNC files. You don't have to go into like super big detail, but kind of what was that um, process like for you? Was there difficulties in translating our kind of digital designs to then actual CAD file? Yeah, and as you you mentioned uh, Zach's contribution, which yeah. is which is huge, and uh, and Zach passed across some uh, publisher files, so there was some work in in converting that into um, into CAD files that we could work with for CNC machining, and uh, and they're the typical kind of tra- translation things where you have scaling uh, issues and things like that. So, but we we were able to work through those, and so starting with uh, with really the shape that he had defined in the beginning and the and the pick, pick guard. Uh, then one of the things that we um, have done on this guitar is with the, of course, the big claim to fame is the interchangeable uh, pick guard assemblies. And um, and in most guitars, that pick guard assembly is sitting on top of the guitar. In our case, um, one one of the features that I really enjoy is the fact that it's it's uh, the body is pocketed in the so that the pick guard drops right in there. And so getting that fit just right, uh, paying attention to those design details that really makes it look finished and polished are a big part of it. But yeah, starting with Zach's files, uh, able to convert those into uh, files we could use for the computer. And one other thing I could mention on the the neck was a particularly challenging one, being more sculpted and three-dimensional, sure. machining on, on both sides and all those challenges. So for me personally, that was a good learning experience and and figuring out how to get the contours right. Um, and uh, Brandon was really helpful in, in in feedback to the you know what's what's the right shape and thickness sure. for the neck so it plays just right. Yeah, yeah. I know we've kind of gone through several iterations of both the body and the neck, kind of trying to get just those little pieces. You know, it's it's fun to see how you know just it took a little while sometimes in those like little tiny areas where it was like, yeah, we just need like an extra millimeter here, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but it's been really fun to see. And like you said, the, the inset pit guard is a whole nother deal with that because a lot of times, you know, if we were laying it on top, it wouldn't have to be this perfect shape. Like if the holes line up, if it covers everything, it mm-hmm. works pretty well. But with the inset, it really is. It, it's kind of, okay, we have to fine-tune every curve and make sure that it really lines up and make sure that it really sits evenly. Yeah, I had a little concerns with that because uh, having worked for, it for a few different companies and having a little experience in this, you learn one thing. Wood is not a perfect material at all. Um, so it's a really a testament to Ben's work on the CNC machine because I'm feeling a lot more confident about those fitting uh, you know, really well and consistently, but it, it's uh, that's definitely was a tricky thing to take on for sure. Yeah, it was a it was a fun moment when we were kind of trying to get through all of that. I think everyone was a little uh, stressed out about, okay, is this gonna work? Is it gonna you know be the right thing? And then even I know coming back from paint, it's amazing because you think about something like, okay, we've got the design locked in, it looks really good. We'll just we'll just get this thing painted and we're good to go. And, you know, the kind of measurements that we're dealing in mean that even paint buildup is actually something that we have to counteract for a little bit. And Mm -hmm. again, I mean, wood's not a precise science. Paint isn't a precise science either. It's not like we can say, oh, every single time it is exactly this many, you know. Yeah, we're working with a lot of unknowns for that sort of tolerances, but I think we're handling it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really great because we have come, we've come out on the other side and, you know, we're having good pick guards that fit well and we're not having issues guitar to guitar, which is really awesome. So I'm glad to see that. 
So then moving over, so Ben, you know, I, like you said a little earlier, I guess, you know, kind of your thing is getting the body to that rough form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, for rough form, it is honestly pretty stinking close. <laughs> like, you know, I was, I was in your shop not too long ago taking some videography and stuff and it's cool to see, you know, you definitely take the time to make sure that even in rough form, it's in a very well presented form. And I think make a, make an easier time for moving to Brandon into uh sanding and that kind of stuff. Kind of walk us through, you know, we, uh, we do send out for paint right now, which is the only thing that we're sending things out of house for. So maybe walk us through when you get necks and bodies from Ben, um, what's your process to get it ready to ship? Just a lot of sanding at that point. Um, the necks are a different story. Um, I'm usually gluing up the fretboards to the necks, making sure everything's lining up great there. I give, uh, give them a good rough sand up to 180 thereabout. And uh, then I start working on the frets. Uh, it makes a unique sort of situation um, with sending the guitar so far away to be painted. Um, so there's kind of a halfway line where I get the frets to a certain point, and then once they come back, I give them the final uh, crown and polish on a lot of them, just making sure they're level once they get to paint, though, uh, yeah. cleaned up and to the right sort of step because uh if once they come back with paint on them there's some things i don't really want to go back and do so uh (laughs) can't be can't be sanded too hard over that yeah a little little (laughs) risky so um that's definitely a that's always an interesting dynamic anyway um but sending them so far away makes it a little bit more scary but i think it's coming out really well and the guys at southbound customs really do a very solid finish i can't believe how durable that paint is that paint is coming up well and that was definitely you know just a little side note on why we did that i mean we really did we looked into kind of okay hey can we do our own paint booth like because we really want everything to be in-house and i think it's still an option down the road but we saw the work coming out of Southbound, and it's just like, man, it would take it's incredible. not only not only the machinery, but actually the expertise that they lay into it is just insane. And so we made the decision for now, you know, hey, let's let someone who is again phenomenally talented at this, yeah, kind been, of take it for a little bit. I've been around the Finnish world enough now to know um, that is just a whole other ball game to this thing. And like I said, yeah, like you said, their expertise and experience which is really kind of everything in that that market but uh um, it's just everything so so yeah once uh before pain it's just getting the frets in leveling um sanding everything rough sanding making sure everything's really clean and tidy and all the tolerances look good for the to take the paint and once i get them back uh finishing out all the fret works and final assembly after that it's nice mm -hmm. and on the body side of things it's a pretty you know fine sand up to um, about 180 220 yeah. yeah okay and then we do a little bit of sculpting on edges and stuff too right just a bit of um a little bit, bit. Of, yeah little bit the, of, you just getting the radiuses on there and cleaned up and really consistent that's always a little you know, nice. a little bit of a challenge but yeah. yeah just making sure they're nice and consistent and fluid on the radius and stuff even though the paint kind of works with you a lot on yeah. that as well so well i know you know it, I loved that we got our first set back, and I remember you were working on joining the neck and the body together, and I remember you were actually kind of having some problem because it was such a tight fit to begin with, mm-hmm. which was great, 
And then we added a little bit of paint to it, and we kind of had to deal with that a little bit. But it was yeah. awesome because I remember you finally got it really situated, and you came into the office, and you were just holding it up without any bolts in or anything. <laughs> and it's like, man, that's a solid, a solid fit. fit. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, it really speaks to the quality of your guys' craftsmanship leading up to paint and everything. And it's also, you know, it's awesome because even without bolts and stuff, it's a pretty solid project. And then you put in, you know, that giant steel back plate that we're using and it really, it, the threaded inserts in the, the inserts, neck, I mean, that really That's something I wanted something. to hit on in the design too because a lot, a lot of people don't realize. I think if you, once you play one of our guitars and realize the sustain, if you have a typical bolt on, um, there's only so much you can torque those screws down into the wood before you're going to obviously strip out the wood. When you put those brass inserts in the necks, you can really get a good contact um, and really torque that down, which makes it a whole nother rigid instrument. And I feel like when you pick the guitar up, you almost feel that a little bit. Yeah. It's very, very solid, great sustain, plays so very smooth because yeah. of that. It's very solid, very sturdy. Absolutely. Well, we haven't spoken much to kind of the electronic side of it, which, I mean, we should probably at least hint on because it is a really, like you said, a key part of what the guitars are going forward. But we have a quick change pick guard system where it's kind of um, Strat-esque in that most of the electronics and the pickups sit on the pick guard itself. And then we have a quick lock plug. It's just a half-turn kind of no-solder plug that goes right to the output jack, which is situated on the bottom of the guitar. Um, kind of, you know, one of the things that I'm, that I'm super proud of as, you know, not, not the creator of it, but just as a person at this company here is how quiet the guitars are. We, we've gone through a lot to try to make sure that, um, you know, we actually shield it all correctly and even, you know, trying to ground it out correctly. We're trying to figure out, okay, how do we attach the right. bridge ground and all this kind of stuff? Maybe... Speak a little bit, you know, Brandon, you, you do some of the electronic stuff um, along with Marco, one of our other guys here, um, and Brian obviously has a huge part in that one, but maybe since he's not here, you can speak to it a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, we obviously wax pot all our pickups, which is a big part of it. Um, the shielding uh, on the inside of the cavity, which is, which is fun because it's a rather large pool cavity, um, we do conductive paint on all that, plus just using uh, a lot of quality electronic pieces, um, good clean solder joints, and just really taking your time with all of that, I think, contributes to a very clean sound. I mean, we have a very noisy room here in the shop, and I can't believe when we plug in uh, one yeah. of the Strat configurations. Yeah. It's just not, well, just not existing. I've played a Telecaster my entire life, and <laughs> I have the exact same set of pickups that we currently have in our Tele model for the Krosis. Mm -hmm. And when I bring it in here, it's like, it's one of those things, it's fine, but you cannot let your hand off the neck or right. it's just going to go crazy. And I remember plugging the, that 9T set in, in the Krosis for the first time. And A, I was playing and I'm just like, this is quiet. Like it's not buzzing. And then I let my hand off the fretboard and there's just no difference. Yeah. Like it's just quiet, you know, and that's a pretty awesome part of it all, I think. So. Yeah, it's it's it, uh, people will be blown away playing single coils that yeah. quiet, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's... I've I've owned quite a few tellies as well. <laughs> and those uh those bridge pickups are banshees sometimes. So. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> well, let's let's kind of talk a little bit um I I think let's actually come back. I want to talk to you Brandon just a little bit more about the setup in a bit, but before we go on, what's kind of 
each of your guys' favorite parts of this process so far? I mean, we've been, you know, 10, almost 11 months in the development process, and now we're looking at being a month on the other side of launch. What's kind of been highlights for you guys? Ben, maybe we'll start with you. Yeah, since I've uh, been doing a lot of this kind of work in terms of uh, engineering development my whole life, it's... um, uh, I'm. I was well aware that there would be problems along the way, challenges which which are inevitable. But the thing that I really enjoyed is just this team. I mean, the uh, the 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 way the the talents and skills and backgrounds that people have just complement each other really well. We get we get along great, and um, and so working through problems becomes more just a routine course of okay, <laughs> let's roll up our sleeves and figure out how to solve this one. And um, and so that's been a real pleasure. It's it's a fantastic team to work with. Um, so in terms in terms of the that aspect, I think that's been my favorite part. Probably from a from a technical challenge point of view, for me, um, uh, I feel like I learned the most doing the next uh, kind of a challenging thing to get those files right. But then then seeing the result and the consistency once those are all dialed in. So. So again, that's my big takeaway, though just uh, just the fantastic team it is, and and uh, Brandon when he when he says his part will probably be too humble about the the challenges. <laughs> of, he makes it sound like oh the fretwork, you know, yeah, you just do that. But that having done that on a lot of acoustic instruments, it's much harder than it appears unless you've tried it. Absolutely. So he's really skilled in those areas, and it it comes through in the quality of the product. Yeah. Well. As a lead-in to <laughs> talking about that a little bit, I will say, you know, I, I obviously, Brandon, you and I didn't know each other at all before this venture or anything like that. And um, not to say that I didn't have faith in you, but, <laughs> you know, it's it's hard. I know so many guitar manufacturers out there where it's like, honestly, there's kind of that top 2% of guitars where they actually feel and play really, really well. Then there's a lot of other stuff going on. And and I told Brian when we got the first one back and we it was all finished up and the frets were good to go and stuff, I, I said, you know, I had every faith that Brandon was going to do a good job, but he actually did an amazing job. Wow, <laughs> you know, it, you. it really is. Uh, it's one of those guitars, like, I expected it to play well, but it, it really plays in, in a realm that, you know, not a lot of guitars that I own get to. So let's talk a little bit just about, you know, you, Brandon, let's just shine this giant spotlight right down on you. No, but talk about kind of um, what are, you know, obviously going into it, I know a huge part of it is starting out with a solid neck is going to yield a much easier time for you fretting, fretting wise and that kind of stuff. But what are some of the challenges that you run up against when you're fretting? Uh, Yeah. So definitely, definitely a solid neck is comes into play. Um, there's there's a lot of different schools of thought on production and a lot of the different approaches. Uh, fret work, I've come to learn, is the end beginning and end of the quality of the guitar, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if you have great level frets and a solid neck um, and the hardware, the rest of the hardware sits on there, right, which, you know, everybody can screw on a bridge or tuners or everything like that. I mean, the placement obviously is important and all that. Um Tone wood is important to some degree, but really, if you you can you can uh, have a broomstick with good fret work, um, and it's gonna it's gonna play great. Now, my experience from that, um, if you noticed uh, the the name of the institute that I went to, the the little sister satellite uh, building of Musicians Institute was Guitar Craft Academy. Um, 
it was more like a boot camp. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially with regards to the fret work. We had to do quite a bit of fret work every quarter. Um and they were really stringent and really really pushed that element of it. And then having worked for a metal guitar company, um, you got to have that fretwork great for those guys, yeah. you know, and those guys are all over the fretboard and they're going to notice, you know, if, if, uh, you go to bend a note and it catches, yeah, deads out or, you know, <laughs> just, uh, rattles out or it's buzzing or whatever. And, uh, so it, 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 and I worked with a couple friends that were just as obsessive as I was over it. So I really, have found my patience with that, <laughs> I think is the best way to put it. But it's also, you know, kind of back to your question, what you what been uh, answered was, that's kind of my favorite part. I mean, obviously, you know, I agree with his uh, assessment of the team. It's been so much fun ever yeah. since we started this project. Um, but, you know, as you noted earlier, I'm a bit of the introvert. So getting in there and putting on some music and just really zoning out on that fretwork and making sure it's just flawless is, I love it. I love that part of it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome because it really is, you know, it, as far as strengths and that kind of stuff, I think we all bring certain pieces to the team and it's fun to watch. You know, for me in the production side of it, whether it be pickups or if I'm doing, uh, you know, every once in a while I'll jump in and shield a uh, pick guard or something like that, you know, and just try to help out where I can. It's fun to watch because... There's stuff that I know I can do here in the shop that is a deficiency area for a lot of other people. You know, for me, like the winding side of things has been something Brian has kind of turned over a lot of it. And it's been really cool to watch, you know, because he's been able to get into the design way more because he's released me to do a little bit more winding. And he's an amazing team leader in that aspect because I think he trusts us to do this. So, you know, Brian is not, a, you know, as good of a fretter as you are. And, you know, none of us are, you know, <laughs> all of us have deficiencies in different areas, <laughs> but it's fun to watch because for me, there are things that I can do. And then there's things that I just sit back and I watch other people on our team do them. And I'm amazed, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, even on the CNC side of things and on the design side of things, watching you go through your programs and, you know, really pay close attention to what's going on. And I know that there's so much art behind, you mm -hmm. know, even, kind of in a way controlling and manipulating the machinery to really produce a good quality product and a consistent product is something I, I just watch and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like you could explain it to me and I might not still know what's happening. <laughs> so I, I think you're right though. This team is really great. And what's awesome in addition to that is we all get along really well. And like you said, it's just been a great team to work with. I think it's funny because we can point back to several times in the, I should I shouldn't say several, honestly, one or two times probably, in the design process where there was a disagreement or something like that, and it's great because it's not hallmarked by, you know, someone throwing their hands up in the air and storming out, and then us having to come back to it later. I mean, even our disagreements don't even sound like disagreements, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Which has been great. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well. Thank you guys so much. Um, you know, I don't know if there's anything else that you kind of want to plug about the guitars or about your experience here, but I've had a great time kind of just talking to you guys and really getting an idea for the craftsmanship that's gone into this project. I know Brian and I are extremely thankful. And I think from my side of things, you know, being a salesman and a PR guy and that kind of stuff, like I said, I'm completely deficient in the <laughs> building area, but it's been cool because you guys are a part of a team that I really feel like I can go out and have a solid product 
to talk to people about and I don't feel like I'm selling them any false bill of goods. I mean, we're, we really are making a guitar that I stand behind, you know? So Absolutely. thank you guys for your service. Thank you. you but, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for being on and we'll, I'm sure catch up again as this project gets on further along down the road. But until then we'll see you guys later. Thank you. Very good.